Now, despite our best intentions, I think we're all a little bit guilty from time to time of procrastinating. Some people call it laziness and others adopt it as part of their creative process. But it does beg the question, why do we do it? And our resident psychologist, Dr Joe Lukens, is here to help us unpack this a little bit more for our Mindful Mondays. Good morning, Dr Joe. Good morning, Jess. Now, why do we do this? We do procrastination for a number of reasons. And I guess if you think about what is procrastination, which is probably a whole discussion in and of itself, because what I find is the more people I speak to, Mm. people think about it differently, understand it differently. And we were talking about that just before we, we came onto the air. So I guess for me, what procrastination is, it's that act of delaying or postponing a set of tasks, putting it off. But for me, there's some level of regret around that. There's a part of me that's feeling like I really need to be engaging with this task and I'm delaying it and choosing not. And I know some of the listeners might be hearing it and going, oh, I think about that a bit differently. So it's interesting that we define it differently. Because some people might say that it's laziness, but that depends on your sense of urgency, right? Absolutely. I think sometimes there can be great benefit from having delayed something. Someone I was talking to last week in one of my workshops put it really well. And he said, look, procrastination is great. It's slacking off that's not. Mm. And I think that's an interesting way to look about it as well. But what we know is that when we have, say, a task we're going to do, obviously we think about it. And depending on how we think about the task, whether we find it intimidating or whether we find it dull or whatever our thinking might be around the task, that generates some emotions. And it's the emotions that either motivate us to get going with the task and to do that particular thing or whether it's the that's what then sends us to our phone and we start flicking through cat videos <laughs> or whatever it is that we do to avoid the task. So there's different types of procrastination though, isn't there? Yeah, there are different ways that we might actually, that we might procrastinate. And it might be we might procrastinate through our thinking, we might procrastinate through through our actions. There's different ways that we engage with it. And I think one of the things that's really helpful for us when we, we start to think about what can I do about this is first of all, just to understand what we're doing. So if you feel like it's taking you longer to get a task, done than you would have chosen to, then just paying a little bit of attention to what are you doing instead, I think Mm -hmm. is sometimes a good place to start with that. There's a lot of pros, there's a lot of cons, I would say, too, though, Dr. Joe. And I read even in researching this topic that there is some serious health outcomes, things like increased stress or even cardiovascular disease and hypertension. Do we need to be conscious that these are things that can happen if we do go down this path of procrastinating? I think what's the key element of that is how we interpret it. It's a bit like the fellow that I was speaking to last week. For me, if I'm avoiding a task and I'm telling myself something along the lines of, you're being a bit slack for avoiding this, Joe, and and judging myself and being unkind to myself in my thinking, that's not good for me from a psychological point of view. It's also not good for me from a health point of view. And I think probably if you were to delve into that research, that's what you would find is it's that extra level of judgment that we put on ourselves when we make decisions that we're not necessarily happy with or they're not consistent with our goals. What are some of the benefits then of procrastinating? There's a range of things that can come from it. And I guess what procrastination does give us is time. Some people would argue it's the thief of time, <laughs> procrastination, but it does give you time. And some people will say to me that what what it actually does is it then shortens your deadline if that's if you're working to a deadline on something. And so therefore when you actually do take that 
deep breath and you go, right, now I better do that thing because I've got very limited time in which to do it. It can make you more productive. And some people will argue that they work better with a shorter deadline. I guess the key is the difference between leaving it till the last minute or just before the last Mm. minute. That can make a big difference. And I guess it would depend on where you're procrastinating, right? So if you're in a different workplace, here working in journalism is a bit different to working in dance, perhaps, Dr. Joe. So where procrastination happens a lot, I might tell you. And it's part of the creative process. But why do we do it then? Why do we procrastinate? Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes there's some sort of barrier there for us. There's something either about the task in terms of its difficulty perhaps, but also it can be about how how much we want to do it. So we start with a good intention and we know what it is that we want to do but we're blocking ourselves from doing it. We're avoiding it in some way and that's what that procrastination offers us. And so I think one of the things that is really helpful, and I know I do this when I'm procrastinating about something, because and we all do it, mm. but one of the things that I do if I'm procrastinating around a task, the first thing I need to do is notice that that's what I'm doing. If you can't see it, you can't change it. First of all, I notice that my sock drawer, sock drawer is very tidy at the moment, so that's probably telling me something. <laughs> so there's probably something else I need to be doing. <laughs> so it tells me that, but then... Where I turn my thinking to, because often for me it's an unpleasant task, so I know that I procrastinate on tasks that I don't really want to do. So I need to shift my thinking from what I need to do to why I need to do it. Why might I want to? If I'm procrastinating on doing my accounting and my books of my business, which is not my favourite thing to do, the mechanics of it isn't that much fun for me. But why I do it, the freedom that it offers me, the peace of mind that it gives me when it's done, if I can shift my thinking from what to why, that can be a really helpful way for a lot of people to get over that procrastination hump. And ticking it off the list, right? Like a lot of people love to do that tick off the list and write over the sentence. Absolutely. So we do know the the dopamine hit that you get when you tick something off on a list for so many people. There'll be so many people nodding their heads and hearing this. And and you're a real list maker. If you're someone who does a task, realises it's not on your list, then you put it on your list and cross it off. That's when (laughs) you really know you're into your list. So yeah, we get all of that feedback and it's a sense of progress and that's what we know when we keep track of the activities that we do. I'm certainly guilty of that, adding it to my list and then purposefully ticking it off, Dr. Joe. But what happens if procrastination is an ongoing habit? So if it's an ongoing habit and I guess the key thing I would say, and I say this to everyone that I work with, is look at things through the lens of is this helpful? So if you feel like you procrastinate more than you want to or more than you need to or if your procrastination is getting in the way of you completing tasks or how your reputation is being viewed in your workplace, those sorts of things, if you're known for being a last minute person and you want to change that, then what we're talking about here is changing habits. And so I think there's a range of things that we can do, like scheduling is a good example of that. So rather than you might actually, and I do this sometimes for some tasks where I know I want to get it done ahead of time, mm. is rather than set, I might it might need to be done by three o'clock on Friday, but I'll set myself the deadline of three o'clock on Thursday, say. So it, 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 it reduces the time. So we know that deadlines are a really helpful way to to work around procrastination, understanding consequences, but also looking at our routine and maybe setting ourselves some habits around that. So one of the things that I really like is a thing called temptation bundling, which sounds very complicated, but it's not. And that's where you take the less pleasant task or the thing that you might procrastinate or not do, and you tie it in with something that you want to do. So you might procrastinate about doing your stretches or getting on your foam roller. If you're like me and you've got a foam roller that's actually a piece of furniture in your lounge room more so than a a thing that helps you with your stretching, what you might do is you might bundle it with something that's tempting, like your favourite TV show or something like that. So, Mm. or you might, 
decide to do the vacuuming at home and listen to a podcast. So what you're actually doing is bundling the less favourable activity with something that you enjoy doing and that increases the likelihood that you'll that you'll get it done and it, and it feels like a bit like a reward then too. I see so many mothers doing that with their exercise. They'll be doing working whilst they're exercising on the treadmill or going on, doing various tasks. So that one is a helpful one. But Dr Joe, just lastly, if you are somebody who does ha- experience anxiety or setting a schedule might not be the best thing for them. Is there something specific that could help with them? Yeah. So I think, again, it's always going to come down to what is going to be helpful for you. And that scheduling for some people might feel like more pressure than it's not. And so I think sometimes just spending some time thinking about the activity, thinking about why it's important to you, that can be a really helpful way to get you moving towards it. And the other thing that I would do too is if any task ever feels overwhelming, is break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks rather than thinking that you need to write a 10-page document. It's just one one page 10 times. I don't know how good an example (laughs) that is. I know I once said that to a marathoner that it's not really 42 kilometres, it's just one kilometre 42 (laughs) times, but that didn't go over so well. So I probably didn't time that so well. But I think thinking about why we might want to do something, what it might look like, and what's one little thing I could do now that gets me a bit closer to the task, and that usually will get the momentum going and get us closest to, to finishing the task itself. Dr Joe Lukens, thank you so much for joining us this morning for another Mindful Monday. Always good to chat, Jess.